Thanks for tuning in to this week's sermon from Oak Hill Church in Humboldt, Iowa. We pray that it helps you to know Christ, grow in Christ, and sow Christ wherever you are. For more information about who we are and what we're doing, go to oakhillhumboldt.org. Hey, we're glad you're here to worship with us here at Oak Hill Church. And if you're new with us, we've been in a series called Supernatural Courage. And right now, if you're a kid, uh, turn to the back of the bulletin, or if your parent or grandparent has a bulletin, on the back is a coloring sheet. And just raise your hand if you want to color, and we'll have ushers coming around right now, and you can color that sheet. It's really a cool story I'm going to be talking about, and while I'm talking about it, uh, you can go ahead and color. I'd love to see your pictures after this, all right? For the rest of you, uh, probably didn't bring a Bible today, but if you did, you can take it out. If not, if you've got one on your phone, uh, I've got you version. so go ahead and take it out if you want to. If not, you can just listen. We're going to look at a story that is really, really captivating. Oftentimes, it's a story we equate with just children, but it's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego found in Daniel uh, chapter 3. So swipe on over to Daniel uh, chapter 3. And I'm going to read just a section of this story and then come back and tell you the context in which it was written. Uh, Daniel chapter 3, I'm going to look at verses 13 to 18. So let's listen. This is the word of God. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. And so they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image that I've set up? Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bagpipe, and every kind of music, to fall down and worship the image that I've made well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If this be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. Probably one of the most courageous statements ever made by three guys who happen to be probably around 20 years of age. And so my vision today is that we would raise up a generation of young people who have courage and conviction like that, that can stand up for their faith and have uncompromising faith and trust in the true God. Now, let me give you kind of the context of this story. Some of you are so familiar with it, but let me just kind of get you up to speed. And so there's this king named Nebuchadnezzar, and he's ruling over this ancient city of Babylon. Babylon was was a sinful, immoral city of its day. Lots and lots of people were there in the city. And, And Daniel and his three friends were exiled to this city, and they began to live lives uh, counterculturally, 
Right? They were living faithful lives to the true God amongst these people. But King Nebuchadnezzar, man, he was an egotistical maniac. He was so prideful. He was so hungry for glory. He wanted to build a 90-foot-tall image, statue to himself, made of gold. And he wanted to politically unite all the people around him and to worship him. And so I was thinking to myself, I wonder what it would be like, you know, for us to see something 90 feet tall. And so I asked Tate Saturn, hey, could you bring your drone? <laughs> so he's going to show us right now. He's got one right here. So look to the middle, right? And then look up. He's going to put it up there 90 feet in the air. Everybody see that okay? That's up there. That's way above the trees. So if you can imagine this golden statue with the image of this king, and, and we are told in the scriptures that when this royal orchestra would play its music, we are all to bow down to this 90-foot tall statue, this image of King Nebuchadnezzar. Now, I realize this might be a break in the story, and I'm taking a risk here, but for fun's sake, could you guys all just wave up there? Because we're going to take some pictures and remember this moment, all right? That's kind of cool. Why don't you zoom it down here a little bit and get some closer shots of us, Tate? I think this would be kind of fun. And we can zoom it out a little bit. Hey, there we go. Are we on video, or are you taking pictures, or both? Maybe both. Hey, bring it up here a little bit. I want to get like a panoramic view of everybody. That'd be kind of fun. Come on. <laughs> I'm talking to the drone. Come on up here, drone. A little bit closer. Right there. Okay. Hey, look. That, isn't that cool? Wave. Yeah. This is awesome. All right. Now that I totally lost your attention. Very good. You can bring the drone back home to yourself there, Tate. Thank you. Give it up for Tate for bringing the drone. Awesome. Quite a buzz to that thing. Yeah. All right. So, kids and adults, 90 feet in the air. These people were to worship this false god. And we see in the story that everybody complies. Everybody, when the music comes, they bow down, they fall down, and they pay their allegiance to King Nebuchadnezzar in his golden image. Everyone, except for three guys named Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. And we know what happens. The king has given the command, if you don't bow down, you're going to be thrown into what? The fiery furnace. So it's either bow or burn, basically. And we, we see in the story that these guys refuse to bow down. And so they're thrown into the fiery furnace. Later on, we're going to see how there was a fourth man in the fire. Who was that? that protected them and delivered them out of the fire. And so they came out unscathed. And King Nebuchadnezzar exalted in the true God of Israel, if only for a, a short time. But I want to come back into the story and to say three things about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and their uncompromising faith. Right? So take mental notes here to yourself. Here's the first thing. Someone with uncompromising faith won't blend in. You will not blend in. Right? This was what happened with these guys. They had pressure on them, right? Peer pressure from all around to conform, and they didn't. 
You think about this. All the leaders of the land were invited to this dedication ceremony. All the who's who in Babylon, and they were part of that. That would have been pressure. Secondly, the music that was being played was this royal orchestra with all these instruments. And this music was, was somewhat a psychological element as well that kind of drew everybody in. And then thirdly, you know this, there was a death warrant, right? If you didn't bow down, you'd be thrown into the fiery furnace. So all this pressure, external pressure to go along and blend in with everybody else. And I think, it's not just young people, but I think from, from early on, we understand what this is like. Right? Growing up in a small town, most of us here, we understand what it's like to, to not stand out. Right? We just want to blend in with everybody else and what they're doing. It could be that somebody invites you over for a sleepover, kids, right? And, and they start watching something or pull something up on their phone. And the pressure, the pressure to just go along with everybody else. As you get older, right? To, to get drunk, to just be part of the party scene because everybody else is doing that. And it's strange, as we get older, you think that the pressure wouldn't be there, but the pressure now is, hey, I don't want to look weird for following Jesus. I don't want to stand out. I'll just blend in, right? And so you're one person here maybe on a Sunday, and then, man, the rest of this week, you're a whole different person because you want to make sure that you blend in with your surroundings. These guys didn't blend in, and it cost them something, right? And it might cost us. Jesus says, if you come after me, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, and come and follow me. So there might be a cost to following Jesus, but it's absolutely worth it. And so these guys, the first thing we see in their life, right, is they did not blend in. And we ought not to blend in if we're going to have an uncompromising faith. Secondly, they worshiped God alone. They worshiped God alone. And I think in our culture today, more and more, uh, we're going to be challenged. We're going to be confronted to worship false gods, false idols. They're not going to be 90 foot tall uh, golden statues, but all around us, right, we are pressured to conform to the gods of this world and to worship ourselves and money and power success. And these guys, they determined and they made up their mind that long ago that they were going to only worship the one true God. And that's what they did. King Nebuchadnezzar took him in and he's like, hey, I'll give you a second chance. You know, I, I, I heard that you guys weren't bowing down like everybody else. I'll give you another opportunity. But they would not give in. They would not succumb to the temptation and the pressures of the culture. And I think sometimes we've got to be willing to identify in our lives that we are all worshipers. So sometimes we think, hey, what is worship? Is that just that Sunday morning thing you do? You and I are all worshipers here. You know that? We are always worshiping. And what we say and what we do, it's coming out of our hearts. Whatever controls our hearts is what we worship ultimately. And so there was a pastor a while back, he gave this illustration. I encourage you to think about this in your own life. How do you find out what your false gods are that are competing for first place in your heart? Well, follow the trail, all right, of your time. How are you spending your time? How are you spending your money? What about the affections, your emotions? What makes you anxious? 
What makes you angry if it's taken away from you? And you follow this trail all the way up to a throne. And on that throne is what you value most in your life. What you treasure. What you worship. And so be honest this morning. Hey, am I worshiping the one true God? Or is there something else that's competing for first place in my heart? That if this were taken away, my whole world would fall apart. These guys... They obeyed the first commandment even if it meant being killed for it. So, how do we have an uncompromising faith? Don't blend in. Worship God alone. And then thirdly, trust God no matter what. Trust God no matter what. So, I love this at the end. Like, this is one of the most courageous statements in the entire Bible. The king's like, hey, you've got to bow down and worship or you're going to burn in the fiery furnace. And he's like, who's the God that's going to deliver you? Are you kidding me? I can't believe he asked that question. Who's going to deliver you? Well, let me share with you. Our God is able to deliver us, is what they said. He is more than able. But even if he doesn't, let it be known to you, O king, we will not worship your golden image. That's not going to happen. We believe in the one true sovereign God. And so even if, right, we know that song, I know you're able, I know you can save through the fire, through your mighty hand, but even if you don't, my hope is in you alone. I'm going to trust you no matter what. And guys, sometimes that's hard because I know that in this, I was going to say in this room, but that's not a room, in this park, all right, we are all here and we've got issues that we go through right in life. And sometimes we feel like we're being burned. We're walking through a fire. And, and, and it feels like we're all alone. Here's the promise from this verse. God will not keep you from the fire, but he will be with you in the fire. He may allow you to walk through the fires of adversity in order to refine your faith. To show what's really there. If it's really genuine. Is there the substance that remains? First Peter talks about this. We will be given trials of many kinds for a little while. And that reveals through this refining fire the substance of our faith. But here's what they knew. Here's what they knew. Here's what we got to know. We know that God is able to deliver us. He can do that if he wants to. He's got power and he can protect us, right? But we don't always know his plan and his purposes. And that's where we got to trust him, right? And here's the deal. This was the ultimate win-win scenario for these guys. Some of you know the verse, to live is Christ and to die is gain. So whatever you're going to do to me, king, it's a win-win, right? If you keep me alive, I still got God. If you kill me, I'm going to be in the presence of God. It's the ultimate win-win scenario. And so I'm going to trust you, God, with my life. And we've got to trust him as well. But I want to end with this because some of you remember this. And it's even there if you want to turn in your, in your bulletin, the back page. Kids, you working on your, your page? You coloring that really well? Do you see that there's a fourth guy in the fire? And he's like this, protecting Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who do you suppose that is? Well, Nebuchadnezzar thought it was an angel. He said it looked like a son of God. 
an angelic supernatural being. Most theologians believe this is what was called a Christophany. The very presence of Jesus, the pre-incarnate Christ, came in the Old Testament and was with them right there in the fire. That's incredible. But I think it points us to something even deeper as we close here. And look at me, even though I got sunglasses on, <laughs> right? Uh, maybe I can take them off so I can see you. Hey, think about this for a second. Jesus delivers us from a different kind of fire. And I, I thought, man, this is going to be a hard note for me to end on. But to be faithful to this text, I feel like I need to say it. Jesus delivers us from a greater kind of fire. You need and I need to have Christ with me in the fires of God's wrath or we will be destroyed. But with Jesus, trusting in him alone, we can be delivered from our sin and delivered from God's fiery flames of his anger and wrath. Here's the amazing thing, guys. Jesus came down like a lot further up than 90 feet all the way and heaven came down to us and he jumped into the fire of God's fury and he took hell for us. He loves you, man. He loves every one of you so much and he's saying, hey, trust in me, all right? Maybe you've been blending in with the world around you. Maybe you've been worshiping other gods, things of more value than Jesus to you. Hey, maybe you've been trusting in yourself and not the true God. Hey, you're welcome through Christ to come and to say, I'm done with that kind of life. I want to believe in a Jesus who has come to deliver me from a greater fire. Here's all that he requires, right? Is for you to bow down to the true king, right? To bow down to the true king who's going to come one day on the clouds. You want to look up there at the clouds? Someday we're going to see this king coming down from the clouds and every knee will bow. Either in worship, I'm so glad you're here, or in sadness and shock. He's here and I'm bowing down, but I'm about ready to be separated from him forever. And so, hey, today we would love for you right there in your seat to say, yes, Jesus, I need you in my life. And if you are following Jesus today, Live a life of uncompromising faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this amazing story. We thank you for these three guys, only in their 20s probably, but they were willing to have courage and conviction. Gotta pray for our kids. I pray that they would live lives centered on Jesus and we would be examples to them. Though we will fail, but we will point them to Jesus. And we will try by your grace, oh God, to live lives of courage and conviction and uncompromising faith. And Lord, I pray if there's one here today, even in their seat right now, who's kind of wondering, hey, I, I need Jesus in my life. Would you grant them the gift of faith? Help them to embrace you and may their life be forever different. Lord, we're grateful. We want to sing about it now. We give you all the praise and glory in Christ's name. Amen. Hey, let's stand again. We're going to sing two more songs together.